as good as Dak Prescott played against Tampa Bay Perloff, it maybe wasn't as bad as he could have possibly played against San Francisco, but if we are doling out blame for why the Cowboys are sitting at home and the San Francisco 49ers are moving on to play your Philadelphia Eagles, Dak Prescott has to take a serious amount for what we saw yesterday. Wait, wait. So you came out of that Cowboys-Niners game, and the story is not that the 49ers have Mr. Irrelevant and they're an awesome story and they have the best defense we've seen in years. It's that Dak ruined this game and the Cowboys well, were going to yeah, win yeah, otherwise. Yeah. No, that too, but we have that, plenty of time. Too. I'm we, not hearing that too anyway. <laughs> we have plenty of time to praise the 49ers because they're moving on. They're going to the link. They're going to play your Philadelphia Eagles. We can talk about Brock Purdy. We can start writing the screenplay for the Brock Purdy movie, but the Cowboys are going home. So we have to pause on them for a moment because that game was 19 to 12. Yep. It zero margin for error, and the Cowboys knew that going in. Right. The defense played very well. What was the difference in that game? That was two Dak Prescott interceptions and a couple really boneheaded plays. They left mm. so many. They left points out on the field, Perloff, and if they had played a more buttoned-up game, they're winning and they're moving on. I don't know if that's true. First of all, I mean, the kicker was a huge problem. The Tony Pollard injury was a massive, massive problem. Yeah. But I'm I'm watching all the shows today and hearing all the sports talk radio. It's all Dak blew it against the Niners. Are we forgetting the Niners have won 12 in a row and their defense is amazing and they had two extra days of rest and the game was in San Francisco and Dak has not one competent receiver to throw to other than CeeDee Lamb? I'm sorry, everyone says Patrick Mahomes and, and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen would have thrived in this situation. Dak is in a no-win situation. This team around him is so flawed, but everyone looks at Dak. Okay. Flawed? Like, here's my thing. C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott definitely have a good connection, and Lamb, I thought, had a good game over 100 yards receiving. Like, he had a a good game. But Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup have not been on the same page all season long. That cannot be happening in the divisional round. That's something that has to be fixed before you get to this point. The ghost of Michael Gallup (laughs) in the post-ACL Michael Gallup who had one good game? running the right way and who's, who's running jumping the ball nine feet or who's jumping three seconds consistently before the ball gets there all season long okay who's hitching three times before he throws the ball who's and that's getting, Dak Prescott wait Maggie were you under a pass rush from Nick Bosa you know how many times Dak got sacked on Sunday zero one time one time it wasn't really a sack he was trying to escape the pocket it got caught from behind so he was under complete pressure but still got rid of the ball kept the offense moving I've seen San Francisco break the hearts of other offenses. Dak at least kept them in it. This was not an easy job going against Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and Armstead and all these big guys. And then his weapons completely fell apart on him. Or maybe he fell apart a bit too. Those those two interceptions, I mean, he's trying to force a ball on a second and two, mind you, when you're at the San Francisco 18. Why are you forcing a ball to C.D. Lamb, who's being covered by two of the best defenders, not just on the 49ers, but maybe in the whole league in Jimmy Ward and Fred Warner? Why would you ever do something like that? Well, there's one obvious reason he did it. There's only one human being on that field that he could throw to on Sunday, and that was CeeDee Lamb. There was no one else who wasn't going to screw him over. Like the first interception, and Michael Gallup, who ran his route, then just completely, I don't know what he was doing when the quarterback pushed him to the side and ran up uh, moving forward as Gallup was supposed to do. So he only trusted CeeDee Lamb, so he was looking for CeeDee Lamb. And 
Everyone is ignoring the pressure that was on Dak the okay. entire game. He was under so much pressure. Everyone's like, why didn't he uh, Why didn't he lead CeeDee Lamb 83 yards away from the line of scrimmage? Because he couldn't step into anything <laughs> because D'Amico Ryan is a Niners defense coordinator out-fought Kellen Moore the entire game and had pressure on Dak from the get-go. Okay, well, that's true. But he also had time enough to hitch multiple times while he's looking for God knows what. He had plenty of time oh, to get hang out of in here. there. Plenty and, of time? Okay, no And also, way. here's this. If you only have one good receiver or one receiver that you can really rely on, yeah. and then Tony Pollard leaves the game in the second quarter, yeah. I, no doubt that those were two bad things for the offense. I'm sorry, is Mahomes have the high ankle sprain or does Dak Prescott? Is he allergic to using his legs? There were a couple runs there. He had a really nice one that almost got to the end zone before he kind of like, you know, bailed out. But I understand why. Why was he not able to run in the entire second half? Like Because, he's, because the Niners, Fred Warner is some sort of superhuman cheat code. He runs <laughs> at 75 miles an hour and Bosa runs 100 miles an hour and Epibam and all these guys. Yeah, I, I think that was a function of the 49ers. And Dak hasn't been a runner in a long time. The other thing, let's talk about the running back situation. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott, obviously the Niners know what's going on. They, they knew that Dak was going to have to drop back a lot because Ezekiel Elliott could have a hole that leads to any normal running back would get a 20-yard gain, and he would go for three yards. Yeah. He maybe really he should, looks spent. You know, maybe he should take, I thought this, why don't you take the visor oh, I like, off? I like the visor. <laughs> no, it looks cool, but maybe you can't see. <laughs> maybe, you know, it's like not getting to be nighttime in San Francisco. Maybe, you know, you're not like seeing the ground or something. Oh, man, there was so many. There was so much space for him to run. I felt like there was one where he went outside, and you could see him get tired. It was like a three-yard gain, and yeah. he ran out of steam about halfway through. I think this to make this about Ezekiel Elliott, though, and I, I understand oh, you where Pollard went a, down. Ten carries for twenty-six yards. You don't think so? You can't run the ball against San Francisco. Okay, but why not designed runs for Dak? You, okay, so you want to so go back to your answer is a designed QB run? Hey, try to win the game is my answer. Like if you want to go back to two years ago where his leg got broken by Logan Ryan and he doesn't want to run anymore, then that takes away a massive thing that Prescott can do. He's big. He's strong. He should be able to run. That's not what we say. The guy Guys, the quarterback should be running. That's that's not the key to long-term success in the NFL. Okay, well, you're trying to – not long-term success. How about t- success last night? When you're in a close game, you're know. tied at halftime, and you just had your best running back and your best maybe all-around weapon be- besides Lamb goes down. You might have to improvise a little bit. You might have to do some things you don't want to do. Debo Samuel didn't want to take the ball out of the backfield, but he kept doing it last year. Oh, man. The, the Niners' defense is hard to run on. Just, I thought Daniel Jones was going to run over – all over the Eagles, but yeah. you saw how fast the Eagles defensive linemen they were, and they always caught him. San Francisco's defensive linemen are twice as fast as the Eagles defensive linemen. I I, I don't think that's a solution. I, I think the solution, if if I look at what was wrong here, it's, first of all, it is Dak Prescott. He did screw up. I'm not going to say that he was perfect. He definitely made some big mistakes, but the pressure was a huge problem. They were swarming on him, getting at him really fast, and there's so many plays where Kellen Moore's blocking scheme just seemed like it was in the wrong place at the wrong time, so Dak just had to get rid of the ball. Yeah, I mean, nobody was perfect here, but to put all the blame on Dak Prescott implies that he was captaining some sort of offensive all-star team. He wasn't. And what about the short rest? And what about the fact that it was in San Francisco? Okay. And what about you had Nick <laughs> Bosa to deal with? And you <laughs> neutralized Nick Bosa, probably the best defensive player in the NFL. Okay, Mr. Hindsight, because when we sat here on Friday and we're like, hmm, do we really think this is going to be the rest factor is going to be that much of a difference? Like, well, we do, but every player that I see that's getting interviewed says absolutely not. So I can't use it in retrospect and say that was the difference. And 
listen, if you want to sprinkle a little blame with Mike McCarthy and the clock management at the end, I don't know if it would have helped, but they wait, did wait, wait, end wait. up clock? burning 30 seconds oh, off of the on. punt. Listen, they got <laughs> they got a gift that Elijah Mitchell, for some reason, ran out of bounds. It gave them an extra play when they should have burned a timeout, I thought, but from when Dak gets sacked to when they end up eventually punting the ball. They lost 30 seconds there when they could have had all three well, of those How timeouts. long were they... They didn't lose a whole 30 seconds because they would have had to take some time to get the pun unit on. No, but they got, well, it, San Francisco ended up, you know, kind of taking a little bit of time with their personnel. Maybe they lost 15 seconds because it's going to take you 15 seconds to run the punt unit on. I mean, maybe they were a little slow, but that's definitely not where the game was lost. Well, if you, I'm just saying, if you don't want this all to be on deck, well, I guess you could sprinkle a little around to Mike McCarthy. I'll tell you where I would sprinkle. I would not put any on the defense, that's I for sure. Put, the Dallas I, defense played great. The Dallas defense was great. I would put this on the GM. Jerry? Uh, Yes, I think that I'm sorry, and I've been back and forth on this. You really shouldn't have let Amari Cooper walk. I think the weapons around Dak were yeah, terrible. Yeah, you called Amari Cooper washed at the time. Just yeah, FYI. you got lucky that Tony Pollard came out of nowhere this year because your running back is not good. Ezekiel Elliott's not good. And you should not have let this kicker thing hover over the team. You should have cut that guy and started off someone completely different because it was such a huge factor of the first half. It was an overwhelming factor. Okay, he. Okay. And first of all, Dak never would have thrown that first pick if it was a normal team and they had just kicked the field goal. Okay, it was definitely a problem. And the, the extra point that gets blocked, I agree with what they said on the broadcast. It was probably going wide left anyway. <laughs> yeah. That thing looked like a knuckleball. He was like, whoa. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, somebody cross-eyed look, looking at that thing. It was bizarre. But anyway, that gets blocked. But I thought the craziest thing about this Brett Maher situation that did not get nearly enough play is why was he still good kicking field goals but couldn't kick the extra point. This is the most bizarre case of the yips I've ever seen in my life. Who only has the yips from the starting tee and not in the fairways? Like, it's it's oh, crazy to me. Not really. But you think about a guy, it, a lot of guys have free throw yips, which is a, the easiest shot of basketball. Same phenomenon. I know, but no, but it's the same exact thing. It's a snap, it's a hold, and yeah, a kick. Whether it's on it's an extra point or a field goal. But he's nailing a 43-yarder later in the game. Yeah, like, but That once makes no sense. Once it's in your head, it's in your head. And also, too, they... They clearly were afraid to run him out for a field goal as well. This is not this is not good when you do not know what your kicker is going to do in the divisional round of playoffs. But there is so much that went wrong. I I, I will agree. You didn't even say this. Cowboys should have came out of the first half with a with a good lead, three points, seven points, ten points. Yeah. Once they did that, their defense got tired in the second half, and San Francisco seemed with a ten minute drive that just killed the Cowboys. But I don't know. Dak is not alone. And everybody in Dallas, they want to get what you want to get rid of Dak now. Is that where where no, we're going? No, but I can understand being frustrated with them because yeah. you're seven years in the league, and Brock Purdy is a rookie. And if you had just told the person, an alien who landed from outer space, who's the better quarterback, they would have said Purdy. And Purdy didn't even play like in an amazing game. Well, yeah, but, but if you had put moments. Dak in a Niners uniform yesterday and Purdy in the Cowboys uniform, the, the Niners would have eaten Purdy for lunch. No, they would no, have no, destroyed no. him. It's the decision making. It doesn't no, matter that, what uniform he's in. That's because Purdy had way more time, and I. He didn't even have a lot of time, but no, no. If, if Purdy was the Cowboys quarterback last night and Dak was the Niners, it would have been 31 to seven. It would have been a repeat saying. of the Bucks game. Dak's a $40 million quarterback who's seven years in the league. Of course he should look better than Purdy. Obviously he should. And he didn't. No, no, no. I'm, that's because of the team around on, him. On either uniform. Now, if Dak was throwing Ayuk and Debo and McCaffrey, oh man, he would have. He would have thrown a pick. Oh my! If he had just <laughs> you had, you bet it, and you were right. You if bet he had that, just that had McCaffrey good. on his side, yeah. 
Oh, I think the Cowboys win by two touchdowns. I mean, they had nothing. What were they going to do? I didn't think McCaffrey was like, you know, he was good on the touchdown. That was pretty. But McCaffrey, like, wasn't even – Elijah Mitchell took over in the second half. Will you agree? Name one unit on the Cowboys other than quarterback where the Cowboys had an edge. Just one one little thing that they had an edge on. Nothing. The Niners had an edge at every single position group on both sides of the ball. I know the Cowboys have some good parts, but the Niners have a better offensive line, a way better defensive line. I'm Mike, I don't know if you count as part of the line. Yeah. They have much better linebackers. Uh, the secondary is kind of a wash. Trayvon Diggs forgot how to play football, apparently. <laughs> he wanted... I, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. tell what happened with the Kittle thing. Like, he is coming in yeah. with his shoulder... Kittle's bobbling the ball. It's going off his head, his elbow. Like, basically, like, the, the the guy selling beer in the front row. Like, that ball went everywhere and then finally lands in his hands. And Diggs just sort of missed him. Yeah, well, what about four plays later when Diggs got hit in the stomach with the ball and dropped it? I yeah. mean, well, both sides them. dropped interceptions. Yeah, but I mean, he's that could have had Diggs. two more. He's Trayvon Diggs. He's supposed to get that. I, I think the Cowboys really did not have an edge over the Niners anywhere. And especially... To come into that situation with no kicker is even worse. <laughs> There's just a lot of problems with Dallas. To put it all on Dak is a mistake to me. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, are you with Perloff that Dak Prescott is getting too much of the blame today? Or are you with me, which is the blame goes on his shoulders? I mean, if you want to add some other people into it, sure. You got someone else you want to add? Mike McCarthy, a little Kellen Moore? I think Dan Quinn pretty much skates today. He's now off getting head coaching interviews. and I think the defense played well. Oh, defense was great. Yeah, yeah Dan Quinn did a good job. I think Kellen Moore got outcoached big time. Well, and that wouldn't be the first time. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Dak Prescott now has the same number of postseason wins as Brock Purdy. Let that sink in. We want to hear from you. Oh, of course, we're on wait, a wait, wait. <laughs> Brock Purdy's win percentage compared to Josh Allen's win percentage. Let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about how many more wins does Brock Purdy have than Lamar Jackson. You're gonna, your guy, Lamar Jackson, in the postseason. You're going to have plenty of time. We're all going to have plenty of time to dissect the Bills. We can, we're can. we all going to get in and get our licks in on yeah, Josh yeah, yeah. Allen in Buffalo. Because but that don't was give a me that Brock no Purdy has as many wins. Because Brock Purdy has as many wins as... More wins than Lamar Jackson. That's all I have to say. And Lamar wants $400 million. So <laughs> He's probably going to get it.